listening to the January edition of the Postal Record, the monthly magazine for the National Association of Letter Carriers. On page 25, Assistant Secretary Treasurer Paul Barner's officers call, read by Roman Carlitti. Changing bylaws about branch officers. As chairperson of the Committee of Laws, it is my job to review submissions for branches for proposed changes to their bylaws. After reviewing, I make a recommendation based on precedent from long-standing presidential rulings to the full committee on whether the proposed change is in conflict with the NALC National Constitution. Also serving on the Committee of Laws are Director of Safety and Health, Manuel L. Peralta, Jr., and Director of Life Insurance, James W. Jim Yates. While reviewing submissions each year, it becomes apparent that there are recurrent issues with branch bylaws. This month, I want to share with you some common problems the committee sees that pertain to branch officers. Required officers. Article 4, Section 1 of the Constitution for the Government of Subordinate and Federal Branches lists that required officers of a branch. They are President, Vice President, Recording Secretary, Financial Secretary, Treasurer, Sergeant at Arms, a health benefits representative, and a board of trustees, composed of either three or five members. The most common problem the committee encounters are branch bylaws that fail to provide for the election of one or more of the required officers. Consolidating offices. Article 4, Section 3 of the CGSFB allows branches to consolidate the offices of the branch, with the exception of the office of president. However, branches with fewer than 10 active members may consolidate the office of the president with other offices. This is another problem area the committee encounters, and it may be a contributing factor to conflicts found with Article 4, Section 1 of the CGSFB concerning the list of required officers and branch bylaws. While it is permissible for branch to have fewer elected officers than are listed in Article 4, Section 1 of the CGSFB, the bylaws must guarantee that only elected officers may handle the duties assigned to the officers listed in the Constitution. Accordingly, the branch bylaws must explicitly consolidate each office that the branch wishes to forego with one of the other elected branch offices. For example, let's say a branch wishes to consolidate the offices of recorded secretary and financial secretary. This is permissible under Article 4, Section 1 of the CGSFB. However, the branch wishes must be expressly stated in the bylaws. This could be accomplished in several ways by simply listing the office as recording secretary slash financial secretary, by including a sentence in the branch bylaws stating that the office of financial secretary will be consolidated with the office of recording secretary, or by listing the duties of the financial secretary found under financial secretary in Article 6 of the CGSFB under the duties of the recording secretary in the branch bylaws. The bottom line is that the long-standing presidential rulings have held that somewhere in the branch bylaws, it should be clear that the offices were combined. List of offices. Every branch's bylaws should contain a list of the branch's elected offices. There are a couple of reasons for this requirement. First, it's important that the membership of the branch know readily what the branch officers are. Secondly, the CGSFB states that a board of trustees of either three or five members must be elected. If the offices of the branch are not listed in the bylaws, then it is unclear whether the branch's board of trustees is composed of three members or five members. Additional offices. Article 4, Section 1 of the CGSFB also states that a branch may provide traditional elective offices in its bylaws. 
If a branch wishes to have additional elective offices, then, of course, those offices should also be listed in the branch's bylaws. Term of Office Article 4, Section 2 of the CGSFB provides that all officers shall be elected for a term of one, two, or three years at the option of the branch. Often, the committee encounters branch bylaws that fail to specify what the term of office is for its officers. The branch may decide that the term of office be either one, two, or three years, but the bylaws must specify what term of office the branch opted for. Again, there are just a few of the common problems the Committee of Laws encounters when it comes to proposed language concerning branch offices. To assist branches that may be considering revising their bylaws, the Committee recommends that branches refer to the CGSFB as a guide. The CGSFB begins on page 66 of the NELC Constitution. The NELC Constitution may be found on the NELC website. The link can be found under the Unit Administration tab at the top of the homepage. Update. One-year delay announced on California's anti-harassment training. As outlined in the November 2019 edition of the Postal Record, California employers with five or more employees are required to provide sexual harassment prevention training every two years to all employees, including one hour of training to non-supervisors and two hours of training to supervisors. The initial training deadline was January 1, 2020, but employers now have until January 1, 2021 under SB 778, which Governor Gavin Newsom recently signed into law. Starting January 1, 2021, new employees must be trained within six months of their hire date, and newly promoted supervisors must be trained within six months of their promotion. The new law clarifies that supervisors and non-supervisors trained in 2019 need not be retrained until 2021. If employees are not trained properly, an employer could be investigated by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing, and a court could order the employer to comply. Please note that despite the extended training deadline for most employees, seasonal and temporary employees, including those hired to work for less than six months, must be trained within 30 calendar days of hire or 100 hours worked, whichever occurs first, beginning January 1st, 2020.